G'day you mob and welcome to Aussie English. I am your host Pete and my objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to sound like a fair income Aussie or you just want to understand what the flipping hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Let's go. G'day you mob, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. I am your host, Pete, and I hope that you guys are having an amazing week, an amazing weekend, probably, as these episodes normally come out on a Sunday. Now, when you hear this episode, I will actually be away at a place called Inverloch down the coast of Australia. This is near Gippsland in Victoria. So, I'm going away For a little holiday, a cheeky little getaway with my family, my parents and my sister and her family as well. And we're doing this for my dad's 65th birthday. So, it's going to be a bit of fun. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, any excuse to get away and sort of have a bit of fun with my kids and extended family as well is always great. So, I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, guys, as always, if you want access to the transcripts for all of these episodes so that you can read and listen at the same time, which is the best way to improve your English, your vocab, your listening comprehension skills, everything like that, be sure to sign up for the premium podcast membership at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash podcast. You will get access to the transcripts. You will also get access to the premium podcast player for each episode that has a transcript. So, you can read and listen at the same time. The player just lets the transcript kind of move by on the screen. And you'll get access to all the bonus episodes that are released for members only too. So, yeah, join up, check that out, aussieenglish.com.au forward slash podcast. Now, guys... I always open these episodes now with a little Q&A, and this one comes from Yassimo, who asks, is horse riding considered an expensive sport down under? Down under being in Australia. So, yes, I would consider horse riding, horse racing, anything to do with horses to be a, an expensive pastime, an expensive sport or a series of sports, I guess. You've got horse racing, you've got equestrian, you've got show jumping, all that sort of stuff. There's a few different reasons, right? Horse prices, to begin with, are pretty expensive. You know, for an average normal horse, it's probably thousands of dollars. And then if you get a very well-trained racing horse, equestrian horse, show jumping horse, you could be in for tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars. You can probably rent horses too, which might be pretty expensive. I've seen that horse riding lessons are usually hundreds of dollars per lesson. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. You need to pay for somewhere for the horse to live. You have to pay for its food, its water, its medication, vet bills, uh, the stable p- person who has to take care of it, the groomer as well. Uh, you have to pay for the gear that you need to ride the horse, the saddle, the bridle, the riding gloves, the clothes, the helmet, the boots, transportation. Are you going to own what we call a horse float? So, this is that trailer that has like an enclosed area that you can put the horse in or do you rent one yourself? And you probably have memberships to different clubs too, depending on what it is that you're interested in. So, at a minimum, I would imagine this sort of a sport is multiple thousands of dollars a year, maybe more. 
depending on, you know, your situation. If you live on a huge farm, it might not be if you're using other people's gear. But yeah, compared to, say, you know, joining a chess club or playing soccer on the weekends, horse riding is a very expensive sport in Australia. And I imagine it's the same everywhere else in the world. You guys will have to let me know in a message or an email, is horse riding expensive where you live? So, let's slap the bird, guys, and get into today's joke. Okay, so today's joke is, what's a horse's favourite TV show? What is a horse's favourite TV show? (laughs) Are you ready for this? Neighbours, of course, right? (laughs) You get it? So, we can use the word nay, spelt N-E-I-G-H. And this is the sound that a horse makes, right? A characteristic high whinnying sound made by a horse. We call that whinnying when they do that whole nay. Or you could just say neighing, right? It's to neigh. We can turn it into a verb as well. And that is that that's the sound the horse utters. To neigh. They neigh a neigh. (laughs) So, what's a horse's favourite TV show? Neighbours, right? So, the TV show Neighbours, if you're here in Australia... You'll probably know it. I think it actually just finished. I think they actually completed it after like three or four decades of that show. But it was like a little, you know, sitcom. No, not a sitcom. It wasn't a comedy, but like a drama that was on every single day of the week, right? One of those sort of soap opera kind of things. All right. So, let's get into today's expression, which is to be all somethinged out. To be all something out. Somethinged out, rather. So, something here can actually be substituted with- Effectively, any noun. So, you can be all fooded out. You could be all chocolated out. You could be all TV'd out. So, uh, yeah, it can be many, many, many different things. You could hear this expression in many, many different ways. Something in all something out, all something doubt. Jesus, half for me to say all something doubt will actually be substituted for something else, right? Another word. So, I'm just letting you know that ahead of time. Let's go through the words quickly. All is everything, right? In this sense, it means completely, entirely, you know, all tired out, all tuckered out, completely tired, completely exhausted. Out is a little preposition that we are using here. And we're using it in a phrasal verb to be all somethinged out, right? Past tense here. We're turning a noun into a verb and we're putting it in the past tense, all somethinged out. And the out here is used to show that that verb is happening to completion entirely, right? Completely. So, I'm really worn out. I'm all tuckered out. I'm all tired out. The out there just shows to completion, like to a very high level, to a high degree. So, yeah, let's get into the definition of this expression, to be all somethinged out to be all somethinged out. And as I said, it's just that the something there in that expression can be any noun. So, you can be all TV'd out, all pizza'd out, all music'd out, all ACDC'd out, right? ACDC, the band, all Australia'd out, all Peter'd out, right? You could be sick of me, all Peter'd out. And if you are all something out, it means that you are completely exhausted by that thing. You've had enough of that thing, you know, oh, no more, no more. You don't want any more of that thing. You are all somethinged out, whatever that thing may be. So, let's go through some examples so that I can sort of clarify how you would use this. My wife absolutely loves pizza. So, we get 
pizza almost, you know, every single week, I would say, maybe every two weeks, depending on, you know, how busy we are. It's her favorite kind of junk food, her favorite takeaway food. She absolutely loves it. Whereas personally, I prefer fish and chips. You know, you you guys will have to let me know which of those two you prefer. Usually it's one or the other, right? But yeah, because we often get more pizza than we'll eat at dinner, we save the leftover pizza and usually I end up eating it the next day, (laughs) right? Like, usually there's enough for like one person, but not the rest of the family. So, for the next day or two, I'll be eating that leftover pizza and often by the end of the week, I am all pizzaed out. I've had enough pizza to last me a very long time. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of having pizza. I don't want any more like, oh, Jesus, no more pizza. Please, Kel, no more pizza. I'm all pizzaed out. So, yeah, if my wife said, we haven't had pizza in like five or six days, in reality, for me, it's only been one or two days. So, I might be like, yeah, no, we're not getting pizza again. I'm all pizzaed out for this week. No more this week. No more pizza. I'm all pizzaed out. Example number two, I love watching TV shows and can often binge watch an entire season of something Or, you know, maybe even the entire series in a day or two, maybe a week, depending on how long it is. My wife, on the other hand, is the kind of person who likes to watch one episode per day and kind of digest it. You know, she'll sort of think about that episode, ruminate over it, digest it, discuss it and want to talk about it again before watching the next episode. So, if we sat down to watch a series and I was like, all right, okay, we just watched one episode. I want to watch the next episode. Let's go, let's go, let's go. She might say, no, I'm all that series out for the day, right? So, if it was Game of Thrones, I'm all Game of Thrones out. I'm all friends out. I'm all uh, Seinfelded out. And again, remember, guys, to create this expression, you just have to add the ED ending to the end of whatever the noun is. So, I'm all Game of Thrones out. Example number three. So, you guys are learning English at the moment, hopefully Australian English, and perhaps you decide that you want to go on a, you know, a hard week's worth of studying really hard. So, you're listening to podcasts, watching TV shows, watching YouTube videos, reading books, you know, just going all out, flat out, like a lizard drinking, right? Flat out. You're going nuts. You're signing up to websites like iview.com.au to watch TV shows here in Australia. And by the end of the week, you've consumed so much, you're so tired of English, you're so worn out, you're so spent, you're all Englished out. You're all Australian Englished out. Maybe you're all Aussie Englished out. You know, you've had enough, you need a break. Ugh, I'm all Englished out. So, we use this expression, guys. Hopefully, now you understand it. We use it to mean that you have completely exhausted or become completely exhausted by something. You've had too much of that thing. It's enough for now. You don't want any more of that thing for the time being. You are all somethinged out. So, as usual, guys, let's go through a little pronunciation exercise. We'll use the expression to be all pizzaed out in this pronunciation exercise. So, what I'm going to do is just read out a few words and then phrases. Your goal here is to read these out loud after me and try and mimic my pronunciation, my accent, my intonation, everything like that. So, you're ready to rock? Let's go. To. To be. To be all. To be all pizzaed. To be all pizzaed out. To be all pizzaed out. To be all pizzaed out. 
to be all pizzaed out. To be all pizzaed out. I was all pizzaed out. You were all pizzaed out. She was all pizzaed out. He was all pizzaed out. We were all pizzaed out. They were all pizzaed out. It was all pizzaed out. Good job, guys. Now, let's talk a little bit about linking. Can you hear what's happening to the linking here in the phrase to be all pizzaed out? How are we linking the words be and all? Be all. Be all. Because there's a vowel sound at the end of the word be and a vowel sound at the start of the word all. Because of which vowels these are, we use a y sound. Be all. Be all. Instead of be all. Be all. We link them with that Y sound. Be all. Be all. Be all. And then the next interesting linking we do is between the word pizzaed and out. Because we have the D there with a vowel sound on either side, we turn the D into a D or T flap. So instead of being pizzaed out, it becomes pizzaed out. So it's that T flap. Pizzaed out. Pizzaed out instead of pizzaed out or pizzaed out. Pizzaed out. Pizzaed out. To be all pizzaed out. To be all pizzaed out. Interesting, huh? And then the other stuff that's going to happen when we conjugate through the verb to be in the past tense using was and were is that was all will link together. Was all. Was all. And we often use the schwa sound for uh. In was, right? Instead of the o oh sound, it becomes that uh vowel sound, the schwa. I was all. She was all. He was all. It was all. And then for were, we don't pronounce the R sound unless there's a vowel coming after it. Were, were. But because we have all, we say were all. Were all. Were all. You were all. We were all. They were all. So, there you go. There's some interesting connecting speech for you guys. Learn this stuff so that you sound a lot more natural in English. All different dialects of English use this connected speech. It may vary slightly, but this is what you're going to hear when you listen to native speakers of any of these dialects. And it's what you should learn if mimicking a native accent is something that's very important to you. And as I always say, guys, go and check out my Australian pronunciation course, the Aussie English pronunciation course. You can go get that at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash APC, the letters APC. And you'll be able to learn how to use the IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet. You'll then go through detailed tutorials with exercises on how to pronounce every single vowel sound and every single consonant sound in English. And then in the third section, you will go through all the advanced lessons covering things like connected speech, the Australian R, 
uh, what happens with the schwa sound, the yod, all these very advanced aspects to Australian English. So, go check that out, aussieenglish.com.au forward slash APC. Now, to finish up, guys, I've got a little clip from an Aussie film here where your goal in this exercise is going to be to listen to it, try and understand it. And if you have a pen and paper, try and write down the phrase that you hear. Okay, so I'll play it for you twice. Today's clip comes from that classic Aussie film called Chopper, which was a breakout film for one of Australia's most famous actors today, Eric Banner. I wonder if you guys have seen him on the big screen. I think he's been in movies like The Hulk. Uh, He was in Troy. He's been in loads of things. I think another one is The Dry, which is another famous Australian film. I might have actually featured that on the episode's Previously, but that's Eric Banner. So, the rules of the game, I'm going to play the clip for you two times. You need to write down what you think you hear being said. And if you want to check the answers, you can either download the free PDF for for today's lesson, which you'll find on the website, and the answer will be at the bottom. Or you can just get access, obviously, to the premium podcast membership and read the transcript. And I should say this film is, or the excerpt of this film is, Chopper tells the insane story of Mark Chopper Reed, a legendary criminal who wrote his autobiography while serving a jail sentence in prison. All right, so are you ready to go? Here's the first playthrough. I don't think I've ever been as bloody insulted as I am right now. Good job. How'd you go? Did you get all of it? Time for the second playthrough. I don't think I've ever been as bloody insulted as I am right now. All right, that's it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one. Catch you later.